1: Triskaidekaphobia, the fear of Friday the 13th. Well, not to worry. We've got Jack Benny in the cast to take your mind off any worries you might have. Rather than go over the details of his career, which I'm sure you're pretty familiar with, let me give you some quotes attributable to this comic genius, Mr. Benny. Give me golf clubs, fresh air, and a beautiful partner, and you can keep the clubs in the fresh air. Age is strictly a case of mind over matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's not so much knowing when to speak, but when to pause. And here's one that I was really surprised to find. Basically, because it's kind of racy for Jack Benny, but here goes. I went to a meeting for premature ejaculators. I left early. Okay, let's join Jack and the gang in the episode entitled Hillbilly Feud. The Jell O
2: program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens the program with I Hear Bluebirds. <laughs> Orchestra. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you our master of ceremonies, a man who had his option picked up last Sunday and now looks ten years younger, Jack Benny.
3: Thank you, thank you. Jello again, this is Jack Benny talking. And Don, the fact that I'm in good spirits today and look younger has nothing to do with my contract being renewed. I'm always this
2: way. Now, wait a minute, Jack. When our sponsor came to your house for dinner last Sunday, you were a wreck. Who, me? Why, I never saw anyone so jittery and nervous. Me, jittery?
4: Yes, you. Until Mr. Mortimer picked up your option, you made a darn fool of yourself. What are you
3: talking about?
4: All evening long, it was, have a cigarette, Mr. Mortimer. Have a cigar, Mr. Mortimer. Here, take this chair, Mr. Mortimer. It's softer.
3: Oh, I didn't make such a fuss over him.
4: Go on, he happened to sneeze once, and you sent Rochester out for an oxygen tantrum.
3: (laughs) Well, I just did that for a gag. What's the matter with you two?
4: And the way you waited on him You wouldn't let the man do anything for himself.
3: What do you mean?
4: When his shoelace came undone, who tied it?
3: Mary, I happened to be down on the floor at the time. (laughs) That's the only reason I did it. Well, let me ask you something. Why were you laying on the floor in the first place? What? What was that, Phil? I said, why were you laying on the floor in the first place? Phil, you should be the last one in the world to ask anybody why they're laying on the floor at a party. (laughs) Why, I... I know bare-skin rugs that lead less horizontal lives than you do. (laughs) And incidentally, Phil... You might at least thank me for the good time you had last Sunday What good time? All we did was play bingo and our sponsor won every game Boy, was that oblivious You mean obvious (laughs) However, there was nothing obvious about it Mr. Mortimer is lucky at bingo, that's all I only called the numbers the way they came up
4: And the way they came up shouldn't happen to a dog
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, forget about it. Frankly, Jack, I I don't know what the rest of us were playing for. You let Mr. Mortimer bingo every time. All right, so he won the salad bowl. (laughs) But don't forget, he paid 25 cents
3: a card, the same as everybody else.
4: And that salad bowl was a Christmas gift from Eddie Cantor.
3: That's a lie. I got it for my birthday from Olsen and Johnson. (laughs) Boy, are they cheap. (laughs) Just because they're a team, they give one present. (laughs) And incidentally, fellas, seems funny that you can all criticize and complain. Yet not one of you has the courtesy to mention the delicious food I serve. Why, you guys all ate like it was your last meal. Well, until he picked up your options, Jackson, we weren't sure. (laughs) Maybe you weren't, Phil, but I wasn't the least bit worried. I knew I was going to be signed up for next season two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yes, I had definite information.
4: Oh, you and that phony fortune teller.
3: Phony? Mary, there's nothing phony about Madame Zuzu. She clicks like a castanet. Why, well, she's marvelous.
4: Oh, yeah? Four years ago, she told me I was going to marry Robert Taylor. Robert Taylor, she said.
3: All right, so she misses once in a while.
4: Why did you have to miss on that
5: one? Well,
3: just fate, that's all. Even a crystal ball has an off day now and then. Hey, wait a minute. Madam Zuzu, you know, I went to her place once. You did, Phil? Yeah, she told me I was
2: bashful. Ain't that a lulu? <laughs> bashful,
3: you of all people.
2: And she was sitting on my lap at the time. I can't understand.
3: Her. <laughs> me neither.
4: I'd like to take that crystal ball and hit her over the head with it.
3: Mary, will you forget about Robert Taylor? And speaking of Madame Zuzu, fellas, if you knew what she told me about my movie career, you'd all be plenty excited.
2: What did she tell you,
3: Jack? Never mind. You'll read it in the paper next winter. Come on, Jackson, tell us. No, nothing doing. It's a secret. Okay. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) Madam Zuzu looked in the crystal... And guess who's going to win the Academy Award next year? Guess who?
4: She ought to be rated.
3: (laughs) All right, just for that, Mary, you're not going with me to the Academy Banquet and hear my acceptance speech.
4: Your acceptance speech?
3: Yes, I'm preparing it now.
4: Well, don't write anything that you can't switch to a letter to your father. (laughs)
3: We'll see, we'll see. I wouldn't laugh too soon.
2: By the way, Jack, not changing the subject, but uh, while Madame Zuzu was giving you the lowdown on your option, did she mention who's going to be your announcer next season?
3: Well, I imagine you're the lucky man, Don, although there wasn't room for you in the crystal. But, uh... I'm sure you're set, and we'll have the same little comedian, eh, Mary?
4: Darn it, and I picked out linen and dishes and everything.
3: Mary, will you forget about Robert Taylor? (laughs) Anyway, Don...
4: Forget, he says.
3: Mary. Anyway, Don, it looks like we'll have the same old gang again next year. Madame Zuzu saw all of us together in her crystal ball. She better see a lot more of that green stuff in there. You can count me out. <laughs> what do you mean?
2: Well, I want to raise. I started to work for you four years ago and I'm still getting the same lousy salary. Well, you got the
3: same lousy band.
6: <laughs>
3: I have a motto, Phil. As ye play, so shall I pay.
6: <laughs>
3: now wait a minute. What's wrong with my band? What's wrong? Hmm. You've got three violins that no one's ever heard. A guitar A guitar player who got his strings from a yo-yo top (laughs) Two piano players that have to put a nickel in for every number (laughs) And a brass section that must have a (laughs) sideline And you ask for more money Well, there's no harm trying. All right, you tried. (laughs) Incidentally, Phil, I've got your contract here in my pocket. So right after the broadcast, I want you to put your usual X on the dotted line. (laughs) I understand? I can print Phil Harris now. I know. I saw it all over the wall. (laughs) Stop showing off. Well, I guess that takes care of our contract problems for next season.
7: You haven't straightened
3: things out with me yet, Mr. Benny. Oh, hello, Dennis. Uh, I thought, uh, Dennis, I thought I mailed you a contract to sign. You did, but my mother tore it up. Oh. Well, I'll tell you what, Dennis. Supposing you and I go in the other room and talk matters over about next season. I guess we can come to an agreement. Well, my mother says... Come along, that... Dennis. Now, Phil... <laughs> Phil, while... Uh, Phil, while we're in the other room transacting a deal... How about playing a number? Okay, you great big business man. <laughs> uh, come along, Dennis, my boy. Well, my Come mother... along now. Oh, Phil. What?
4: Play loud so we can't hear Dennis screaming. <laughs>
2: Played by Phil Harris and his orchestra And very good, Phil Say, uh, Mary, is Jack in the other room yet?
4: Yes, he's still talking business with Dennis
2: The kid must be holding out
4: Yeah, I'm going to open the door and listen
2: Oh, now, wait a minute, Mary That isn't ethical Ethical smethical. Let's listen in, (laughs) say.
4: I will Now, quiet
3: Sure, Dennis, sure, I know you're worth it, but that's a little too steep Well, my mother says that next year I ought to get $500 a week $500, eh? Uh-huh Well, well, I'll tell you what, Dennis
4: They're still at it, boys
2: How's Dennis making out?
4: He's in the neighborhood of $500, but I don't think he'll move in there
2: <laughs> You know, that Benny's terrific You know, he's the guy that started the second cup of coffee is free movement
4: <laughs> Yeah, what a character
3: Well,
2: I think we ought to get going on with the program, uh Yeah, they're coming along, Mary.
3: Okay. Absolutely, Dennis. I agree with you, but my budget won't permit it. Well, my mother says that... Look, (laughs) Dennis, look. Dennis, would you be satisfied with $250 a week? $250? Oh, sure, that's swell. I see. (laughs) Hmm. Well, now look, Dennis, you're young yet, and you've got your whole future ahead of you. I'll tell you what I'll do.
4: Well, it's still going on.
2: What's the latest report?
4: Ceiling 500, Vision 250.
2: (laughs) It looks bad. Why don't the kid walk out on him?
4: He can't. Jack's sitting on his chest. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like an all-day session. Now, quiet, everybody.
3: You're right, Dennis. You're absolutely right, but... Eighty-five dollars a week is a lot of money. (laughs) After all, you're just a kid. I can't breathe. Move down a little, will (laughs) you? I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Dennis. Now, let's talk this over carefully. I'm sure we can get together. I'll
2: tell you what.
4: Well, that beats everything.
2: What's the figure now, Mary?
4: Eighty-five, and they haven't struck bottom.
2: I never saw a guy as tight as Jack. You remember that
3: Gladys Zabisco he used to go with? Yeah. Well, he broke up with her because she took appetite pills.
4: (laughs) And he was nuts about her, too. Well, here goes for another peek. Quiet now, fellas.
3: Okay, Dennis, it's a deal. Thirty-seven fifty a week. <laughs> Sign right here on the dotted line. What's going on here? <laughs> Dennis, please. Here's the pen. Sign right here. Well, I ought to speak to my mother first. All right. Now here's what you tell her.
4: It's the last round, and Dennis is on the
2: ropes. What was Jack's final offer?
4: $37.50 a week.
2: $37.50? Why, the kid's getting $37 now.
4: Yeah, but I guess Jack feels he ought to have a raise. You know.
3: Well, let's go ahead with the program, fellas. We're all set, eh, Dennis?
4: Yeah, I guess so.
3: Hey, Dennis, what did Jackson offer you for next season?
4: Well, I'm
7: gonna... Don't tell
3: him, Dennis. Don't tell him. We don't want the others to be jealous of you.
7: Holy smoke! Am I making
4: more money than they are? (laughs)
3: Could be. Could be.
4: You know what, Jack? What? You save more money by accident than Harry Lauder does on purpose.
3: Oh, yeah? Well, Mary, I'd be quiet if I were you. Uh, Madame Zuzu looked in the crystal the other day, and you were wrapping up a pair of stockings. (laughs) And now, Dennis, now that everything has been smoothed out to our mutual satisfaction... How about singing a nice song for us? Okay. What's it going to be, Dennis? I'm
7: going think... to sing...
3: Hold it a minute. I'll take it. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Rochester. Oh, it's you. Rochester, if you'd listen to the program, you wouldn't always call up and interrupt in the middle of it. Why don't you tune in once in a while? Well, frankly, boss, you don't do the kind
8: of stuff that intrigues me.
3: <laughs> I know. You won't listen to any program where you don't tear something off, send it in, and get something back. <laughs> now, what do you want? What's on your mind?
5: Well, boys, you know Hollywood Park racetrack opened last Thursday?
3: Yes. And you know how cheap oats are right now? Oats? What are you driving at? I bought a racehorse. Can I keep him in the garage? <laughs> you bought a racehorse? Rochester, how can you possibly afford to buy a horse on your salary? Well, I paid $2 down, and I got 30 days to raise the other 1800 You mean you have to raise $1,800 in 30 days? Yeah, ain't that fantastic? It certainly is. How are you going to get that much money in one lump? My well, that pay would do it. <laughs> Rochester, if you're referring to your investment in the Benny Protective and Endowment Association... Doesn't mature until you're forty. I'll be forty tomorrow. That's a lie. Now, Rochester, you take that horse back to wherever you got it. There's no room for it in the garage. There is now. I put the Maxwell out in the street for the summer. Well, put it right back in again. I don't want my car out in the street. Somebody'll come along and steal it. I'd like to get a picture of that. I could sell it to Pick, Click, or Flick. <laughs> Rochester, I'm not going to argue with you Now you get rid of that broken down nag Yeah, a broken down nag, he won over a hundred races Won? All right, run <laughs> That's more like it Now you do as I say, goodbye Goodbye, oh, by the way, boss What is it now? Uh, I don't like section 8 paragraph D of my new contract What's wrong with it? Section 8 says you get $30 a week. I know, but paragraph D says a week is 14 days. I'm trying out something new. Anyway, we'll discuss that when I get home. Goodbye. Goodbye. The idea of buying a racehorse. he would probably have me out in the morning clocking it. He'll never get up. Well sing, Dennis, don't stand there like a dodo. I sung by Dennis Day, who I'm sure will be with us for many years to come. Yes, sir.
7: Why, well, here we gets smart. Watch out. <laughs>
3: now, Dennis, you say one more thing like that, and I'm going to take you in the next room and give you a good talking to. Boy, will he be flat-chested. <laughs> Never mind. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our feature attraction tonight, Mr. Don Wilson, <laughs> that eminent American playwright, has written another of his famous one-act plays. A hillbilly melodrama entitled The Code of the Hills. Or shoot me in the pants, Zeke. The rest is store clothes. <laughs> Set the scene, Mr. Wilson.
2: Gladly. The locale, ladies and gentlemen, is the cabin of the Jake Bennys in a remote section of the Ozarks. The Jake Bennys are in the midst of a feud with their longtime enemies and neighbors, the Fudd Allens. Oh, pardon me, Don.
3: I would like to announce, folks, that any resemblance between the Fudd Allen and our play... And the Fred Allen of radio is purely intentional
6: <laughs>
3: If he's not a hillbilly, I never saw one Go ahead, Don
2: It is six o'clock in the evening And the shooting has been going on all day Curtain, music Music <laughs>
4: Put that gun away, Pa. Supper's a
3: Be right there, Maul.
4: A-shootin' and a killing, a-shootin' and a-killin'. When is it gonna stop?
3: We ain't gonna quit till them Allens are wiped out. Ain't room in these you hills for the both of us.
4: You said it, Pappy.
3: Get away from them doors, Zeb.
4: Say, Pa, what have you and God again, the Fudd Allen?
3: I'll tell you what i got again, him. One night I asked Fudd how many hairs on a monkey's face. And he said, the next time you shave, count them. <laughs> he knew I couldn't count. <laughs> well, I ain't a tearin' for that kind of city talk, and I ain't forgetting. <laughs> hey, son, barricade that double door.
7: Ooh, Pappy. Son. They've got me, Pappy.
4: They've got me. What was that, Paul?
3: They uns got our boy there. shot him right through the door.
4: I didn't know he was a wearing them.
6: <laughs>
3: I'll get them, Alan, for this. Kids don't grow on bushes. No, Cere.
7: I'm a going, Pappy. I'm a getting weaker and weaker. Goodbye, Pappy. Goodbye, Ma. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>
3: What do we got for supper, Ma? Lunch. Good. <laughs> Dish it out.
2: Howdy, Uncle Jake. Hello, Val Twitch. <laughs>
4: hey, Twitch, you shouldn't be walking around with your left arm shot up like that.
2: Well, I've been a seeking some cord to tie it up with It keeps a falling off. <laughs> you know,
3: Twitch, I don't like the way that arm of yours keeps a dropping off. It might be ailing. What's that you got under your other arm?
2: My right leg. <laughs>
3: oh. Well, put it in the umbrella stand and come to supper. Sit down. Oh, gone. I wish the mallons would hold off till we get through eating.
7: I'm a goin', Pappy.
3: I'm a goin'. Take your time, son. <laughs> A coffee, Ma. Hey, Jake, what happened to Cousin Zeb? One of the Allens plugged him. Have some coffee, Twitch. Oh, Gone, don't those Allens know it's supper time? By the way, Ma, where's our daughter, Linda Lou, Nettie May, Lily Bell, Harvest Moon? <laughs> Where is she?
4: She went down to the village to buy a girdle. Had her heart set on it.
3: A
0: girdle?
5: Oh, boy, we can have some hotcakes. That's That <laughs> Oh,
3: What's a girdle, Ma?
4: Something them city gals are wearing. It's like a sweater, only it snaps at you.
3: By a gum, what'll they be thinking up next? Here she is now. Hello, Lindy Lou, Nettie May, Lily Belle Harvest Moon.
4: Hello, Pappy. Hello, Ma. Hello, Lindy Lou, Nettie Bell. I mean Lily May. I mean Nettie Mae. Oh, nuts. Hello.
3: We ends have been a worrying about you, gal. You shouldn't be out of doors at a time like this.
4: Why not? Them Allens couldn't hit the broadside of a barn.
3: No, but they
2: could hit yours. <laughs> Sit down, gal. Say, Uncle Jake. What is it, Tweet? Look out the window. Ain't that one of them Allens sneaking up on us? Either that or a polecat. Give him a rifle, Maul.
4: Watch out, Paul. Watch out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he missed
3: me.
4: Oh, yeah? Where's your ear? <laughs>
3: Doggone, and I wanted to hear the pitch bandwagon. <laughs> Come on, switch, grab a gun. That'll teach them vomins.
4: I was saying that we would stop this darn feud.
3: Not for Alan? He's a feuding this man in these hills.
2: I wonder what makes them so feud,
6: <laughs>
3: I don't know.
2: Hey, Moore! pass me the sugar.
3: Talk <laughs> on them. Pick up that spoon, Ma. Never mind. I'll get you another one. I want that one. My hand's on it.
4: (laughs) Thanks. A shooting and a killing, a shooting and a killing. How many more pages to this play?
3: Can't be many. Here comes Porky Wilson now. Hello, Porky. Hello, Jake. Say, what happened to Zeb?
2: Them alans done plugged him. And none of us ain't safe till this feud is over. I am? I'm so big they're scared to shoot at me. Why, them Allens is as yellow as, uh, as, uh, as, uh... Bananas! And speaking of bananas, ladies and gentlemen, do you realize how marvelous they are when sliced over a dish of tempting and appetizing? Now meat? hold on, now Wilson. Did you write this play just to get that in? This gelatin dessert is not only economical and easy to make, but comes in six delicious flavors. Why you? So look for the big red letters on the box. They spell. Hey, sir. They spell Jell-O. Um, jell
7: J-E-L-L-O. <laughs> Have a goin', Jake. Have a
3: goin'. Me too. Well, that's all for tonight, folks. Will the Jake Bennys win the feud? Will the Fudd Allen be wiped out? Will Porky Wilson recover? I don't know. Hey, Clem, will Porky Wilson recover? I don't know. Hey, Jake, will Porky Wilson recover? I don't know. Hey, Sam!
6: Let
7: it go! It's not important. My goodness. Play, Bill.
6: <laughs>
1: Stay tuned for The Lone Ranger next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for The Lone Ranger on Theater of the Mind.
9: Also the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o
7: silver. The Lone Ranger.
9: This brings us another exciting story of the Old West tonight. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. And once again we hear the inspiring cry. The Lone Ranger rides again. Many high-bred horses had disappeared from ranches in the neighborhood of Abilene. No one had been able to trace them nor to discover the thieves. At last, Cal Cummings, most prominent of the ranchers, directed the sheriff to ask the help of the Texas Rangers. A letter was written and addressed to Ranger headquarters and entrusted to the care of one of the townspeople of Abilene for delivery. The first scene of tonight's Lone Ranger drama opens outside a small cafe on the outskirts of Abilene. Zeke Skinner had been spending his money too freely for drink, And as the evening progressed, he talked more than was wise. His careless conversation was overheard. And when he staggered from the cafe, he was halted by the threat of a heavy gun and the stern voice of a lone ranger. Stand where you
10: are, Skinner. Now, well, does
9: this mean?
10: Go through his pocket, Tonto, and find that paper he was talking about this evening. Me get him.
3: Here yeah, mister. You can't do this to you me. You'll see what we can do. Mister, I ain't got nothing
10: for you to steal. I had to go back to Abilene, didn't you? Oh, boy. Can't a man just talk? Did you find the paper, Tonto? Me got paper here. Let me see it. That's
5: my property. You can't... This is what
10: we want, Tonto. Hip.
5: Get to the saddle. Be uh, he ready. Hey. Now for Abilene. I'll kill
9: One evening, several days after the masked man took the paper from Zeke Skinner, Cal Cummings stood at the Abilene Bar with the Sheriff. Their conversation is about the theft of horses in the neighborhood. Cummings is speaking. Tell you, Sheriff,
3: there
9: just ain't no way to account for this horse that's been working
10: around here. It got me beat, Cal. That's why I was willing to send for Rangers. I know when I'm against something I can't stand it.
3: Oh, you're a smart hombre, Sheriff. I reckon you savvy that men in my position won't tolerate the loss of high horses for very long. Don't get wrong notions coming. I ain't sent for the rangers just because
10: you ordered me to. No. I done it simply because I can't locate the horse thieves myself, and I hate horse thieves worse than killers. I'll see the rats hung if I have to send for the whole blamed army.
3: You reckon, Sheriff? I'll change my mind about buying a drink. <laughs> I figured me and you understood each other. I buy my own drink. Then I don't owe nothing to no one. Well, I'll join my i pan over yonder. Someday, Steve, I'll take some of that high-handed way out of that, Sheriff.
8: Yeah, I'm with you, Cummins. How are things fixed for tonight? All set. The boys have got that big white horse spotted at the hitch rack again.
10: Good.
3: Found the man that owns him yet? No, but it's true that he goes masked. It's a hard
10: man to locate, though. it well, must be close by if the horse is here. What about the other horse? Redskin you owns it. The,
8: the masked man's
10: partner. Darn curious they hit the
3: horses outside and then don't show up, Norris.
8: Yeah, that makes stealing the big horse risky. You don't know where they'll come from. Everything is set, though, ain't it? Yeah, if only the plans work out. You'll get the high sign in a few moments.
9: In spite of the way Cummings had spoken to the sheriff, he himself was the leader of the thieves. Silver, the Lone Ranger's horse, seemed to him a splendid prize, and Cummings' men were given orders to steal it. Silver put up a terrific battle as the crooks dragged him from the hitch rack. The masked man and Santo were at the rear of the cafe watching Cal Cummings when they heard the commotion at the front.
5: Tonto, that's Silver! What matter? Come on, we'll see what's going on up. but They're taking Silver away! You, take white color... Go we'll get them thief. If only I could shoot to kill. And there, other horse near. Fight. Connor. I'll take your horse. You take the other. We'll get after those thieves. Uh, <laughs> Silver will fight. Those crooks every step of the way. Any color. I'll, I'll take All right, it. stranger. Christ, um, we got you covered. Put down those guns. My horse is stolen. Keep your
8: hands high or we shoot. Don't take no risks, mister. We're Texas Rangers, you.
5: That's right.
8: We're here to get the horse thieves. And it looks like we got him. What's
3: going on here? What's all Rams the noise? Them's
8: the Texas Rangers. We seen this mask on Bray Engine taking horses. And the engine set to mount one with a CC brand.
3: Well, that's my horse.
5: My own horse has been stolen. We were borrowing a horse to get after the thieves. Tell that to the
10: jury. We got him covered.
1: Gosh, it don't take
10: you gents long to make an arrest. Oh, you're the sheriff, huh? Yes, my jails at your disposal. We figured something funny when we seen a
5: masked man coming this way on the run. If you were here, you saw thieves make off with my horse.
8: <laughs> that's a likely story. I'll help you lock them up. Maybe they'll tell where the other mounts
5: is hid. Gahula. Yes, Huddle. What's that? Oh no, too loud. Two talu. That's all we can do, Kimo Sabi. Hey, cut that chatter and engine. You're under arrest. The only reason I don't draw and shoot is because one of you would have to die. But there's another way. You're under arrest now, Tom. Oh, you got to go. Hey, hey, go. Hey, Last thing, hey, hey, you baby. Come hey, on, come on. Oh, you. You. you got loose. Shoot him. Get, get off me. him. Got us off offside. Get your guns. Come on. Two doctors, two Get this engine off me. Ah, I got the engine. Hell, we got him anyhow. Huh? You got me. Is that all right? You'll pay for
3: this. Thought you were slick to jump us and spill the
8: lot of us. you
3: let the masked right, man you. get
2: away. Well, take
3: it easy.
8: We'll corral him later on. The main thing is, we
5: got
3: one of the horse thieves. We ought to drill him on the bus. No, don't do that. Take him to jail and make him tell all he knows. Keep him there till he gets hung. Um.
9: The Lone Ranger had made his escape for two reasons. He knew that as long as he was held in jail, he could not recover silver. And once captured, the mask that concealed his identity would be taken from his face. While Tonto kept the sheriff, Cummings, and the other two men busy, the masked man fled on Tonto's horse. Some hours later that same night, we find the two men, Ben and Dave, in Cal Cummings' ranch house. We hear Ben speaking. Me and Dave hung
8: around town
9: for a while, Cummings. Then we come out here.
8: Yeah. It was Ben's idea to see what the talk in town was. What is the talk? Well, everyone's convinced the engine is a horse thief. <laughs> it was sure a lucky break for us, catching him hands down like that.
3: Trying to steal my horse.
8: That was done on purpose. The boys left that one of yours where they got the big whiting from, figuring the masked man would ride it. Well, it didn't happen like we figured.
10: But it worked out all right. Kale, it was sure a slick scheme, making everyone, including the sheriff, think we was Texas Rangers. got you <laughs> boys here without rousing suspicions. It sure did.
3: Now you'll be able to do a lot for us. Just watch us. Yeah. Wonder what the sheriff say if he knowed about his letter to the governor asking Texas Rangers. Oh, well, what did you do with it? I give Zeke his orders on it and paid him off.
8: Think he's likely to come back?
3: No, not him. Now then, boys, let's get down to some planning. Well... I got a half a dozen other horses lined up to take. All good'uns? The finest. Just give us the orders, that's all. I got an idea to make folks more than ever sure the engine and his power are horse leads.
8: Yeah? And get
3: us horse flesh into the bargain.
8: Oh,
3: well, let's hear it, Cal. The engine has got to make his escape. Mm, I don't hanker to see that happen. When he busts loose, he takes a lot of horses with him.
8: Oh, it might be fixed to look like that part of his where the mask busted him out. That's it. Wonder where he went to, anyway. Oh, He'll be a long ways from here by this time.
3: Reckon he's still riding. Now, we gotta make dead sure of one thing. What's that? That the engine travels when he gets loose. Any reason why he wouldn't travel? I don't take chances, boys. Well? We gotta start lynch talk. Lynch him? Is that what you mean? That wouldn't work out for your plan. You can't lynch him. Oh, he won't get lynched. We'll get a mob riled, though. Then when he gets out, he'll travel fast.
8: Well, I don't expect the sheriff will take to lynching.
3: Well, I'll have one of the boys keep him in tow away from the jail. Steve can rile the lynch mob. That sounds like a good scheme, eh Hey, l- come now Steve. Uh, that white horse is a devil on four legs. I can't handle a critter at all. Where's he at? Stable. It's all quiet and calm. Then all of a sudden... Well... Gosh, I wish you'd seen it. Them ears pulled forward and the head come up, and then it's started in raising particular neds. Biting, and and kick, kicking, and I don't know what now.
8: Oh, it's a powerful critter. That ain't all.
3: I've seen them shoes it's wearing, and boss, I never seen none like them before. How's that?
8: I'd stake my life on it. They're solid silver. Silver? Wait.
5: Sleeping, was Silver shot horse. Pure white. Strong as a dozen horses. Listen, I'll open the door. Yeah? Shut up, Pete. Don't you savvy it? If that horse is what I think, we got the most famous horse in the world. How's that? You never hear tell of silver?
8: Silver? You mean
5: the owner's man? The Lone Ranger, that's what. Listen to that critter kicking howl.
3: Listen here. If that's the Lone Ranger, he wouldn't ride away from here. He wouldn't leave that horse. The horse was quiet till a while back, and then he started in. And that means it's masters around here, Summers. Get all the boys out. Have them scour this ranch for the masked man. I'll go get him. Throw a guard around the stable. I will. Give orders if that man seemed to shoot him on sight. Come on. You too, Dave. Right. The chance of a lifetime. Boys, we got the famous silver never noticed. We're going to do big things with him.
9: to continue our story. You will recall that in the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama, Cal Cummings, leader of the thieves who had been stealing horses in the Abilene district, ordered the theft of silver, a great white horse belonging to the masked man. When the Lone Ranger borrowed another horse to pursue the crooks, he and Tonto were arrested by the sheriff and two men posing as Texas Rangers. The mystery rider escaped, however, and made his way to the Cummings Ranch. Where Silver, sensing his presence, whinnied loudly. Our next scene reveals Cummings and the two false Texas Rangers seated in their saddles, watching the stable of Old Silver. Hoss is quiet now.
3: Reckon the masked man ain't been here after all. Crap uh, the luck!
9: I hope to get a
10: shot at him. So do I. Just as well. If he had been here, he might have heard our plans, and that had spoiled everything. Yeah. But he wouldn't have had
3: the chance to, Cal, if we'd a got him. You might have, and you might not.
10: I'm as well satisfied if he's kept aboard the Redskins' horse and high-tailed it away from these parts. What are we going to do? Stay on guard in the saddle all night? I'll get the boys together, and we'll take turns.
8: Well, me and Dave have had a hard day, Cal. It's a long trip from where we sold them other
10: horses to here. Uh, you boys can sleep. You've got a busy day tomorrow. I'll see if the stable's guarded. Tomorrow we gotta pull
8: these rangers and then at night we gotta bust the engine out of jail. <laughs> then take another lot of horses with us when we leave here to hunt the horse thieves.
9: cleverly disguised himself to look like a rancher. Then he entered the sheriff's office, behind which was the town's one-room jail where Tonto was held. The sheriff, seated at his desk, looked up at the Lone Ranger's approach. You're a stranger around here, mister. Where are you from? You
10: have a prisoner here, Sheriff. Yeah, an Injun thief. I'd like to have a look at him. For uh, what? I think he might be a man I saw near the Box K spread. Has the Box K lost horses, too? Hadn't you heard? No. The Box K is out in my county. I on back. That door at the rear is the door to the jail room. You can speak to the prisoner between the bars. After I've talked to him, I'll be able to tell you whether or not he's the man we suspect.
9: It don't matter, anyhow. He's sure to hang as soon as he gets tried in court.
10: I'll speak to him. Kimosabe, Sabe. Me know you come. Tato, I've learned the entire plan. Uh We weren't sure of our facts until last night when those men who called themselves Texas Rangers pulled their guns to cover us. Texas Ranger, not do that. No, they don't draw their guns until it's time to fire. After I left you, Tato, I went to the Cummings Ranch. You hear things there? Yes. Silver knew I was there, too. He kicked up quite a fuss. Feller think you there? Yes, they did. I had to leave, Silver. If I'd taken him, the horse thieves would have known I'd overheard their plans and they would have changed them. ah uh. As it stands now, they'll go through with their idea. And it will give us a chance to prove to everyone that they're crooks. Hey, you there. You from the box case. Yes? It's taking you a long time to find out what you want to know. I'm nearly through, Sheriff. Well, hurry it up. I'll try to get Silver after the men have left the Cummings Ranch tonight, Hutto. Then I'll come back here. Meantime, two men will come to let you out of jail. What? Santo, do. Take this gun. Hide it in your shirt and listen carefully to what I tell you.
9: Cummings and his scheming companions left the ranch that night, planning to rouse the townspeople against Santo. As they disappeared from sight, the masked man... Silent as a shadow, raced across the open plain to the stable. A moment later, a thunder of hoofs and silver with a lone ranger in the saddle sped into the night. Meanwhile, coming, Dave and Ben, Took cover behind a dark row of buildings near the jail. Their confederate Steve, was busily playing his part to excite the mob against Santo. Cummings is giving directions to the two men beside him. Now remember, boys. As soon as we let the redskin out, we get back to my place,
3: and you two will have to take them horses we picked up tonight and start them moving out of these parts.
8: You're taking them to the same place as the others. Yeah, and sell them fast. Get back here with the cash. Leave it to us, Cattle. I am. I just wish we could take that white horse
10: along. Well, you
3: can't. He's too hard to handle. He'd fetch a good price. Leave the critter with me till the next time. Maybe I'll have him broke by then. Uh, Ain't it
8: time something happened?
3: Yeah.
10: I figured Steve would have started the lynch talk by this time.
8: What do you say, man? Start, start,
10: start. Start now. Good.
5: One hundred dollars are we left that credit in file. Why likely not get found guilty? You know me, boys. I ain't for lynching a man no more than you are. Maybe we better let the law take its course. That's all right in most cases, but now I think we I don't, don't... like lynching a man. A horsey painter a man. Look at what that has done. Sam? You lost two fine horses. Yeah. yeah.
3: Pete lost one. What are you going to do about it? Sit back and do nothing?
5: I say we should take the law in our own hands. And swing the red skin up. Yes, yeah, yeah, seems yeah, right. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know what'll happen if we don't? We go on trial and they don't know nothing about the horse stealer.
9: He'd be found guilty, though. We got evidence. What sort of evidence you got? He was catched by Texas
5: Rangers stealing Cal Cummins' horse. Cal's got his horse back now, ain't he? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Sure
3: he has. Cal's got his horse back and the Indians can say he'd never seen it. Who's there to prove he did? Can't give them Texas Rangers to testify in court. They don't do business that way. No, you may be right after all. It'd be a
9: disgrace to the town if the redskin
3: horse thief was to be let go free. That's just it. Maybe if he sees it, it's going to be strung up, he'll tell us where the rest of the stolen horses are hit. That's a chance to get our horses back. Maybe he will talk at that. Most likely he'll tell where his bar's at. I
5: tell
3: you, boys, it's worth trying. What do you say? We get on that.
8: He's working them along in great shape, eighty boys. That bunch is all set to start out any minute now. We'd better be set ourselves. Let's get on our horses,
3: yeah. As soon as they start moving to the jail, you boys get on the jump. What about the sheriff? I locate him and stay with him.
5: All right, boys, let's take
7: the jail by storm. Who's got him? That's it. bring it up!
9: A mob of townspeople, raised to a pitch of fury by Steve's speeches, headed for the jail. Cummings left to find the sheriff and keep him from interfering. At the same time, Dave and Ben rode swiftly to the rear of the jail to play their part in the plot engineered by their leader.
6: Come on here we are, Dave.
10: I think we can get this back door open as easy as the front? Sure thing. It was a good stunt plan in that lynching. Of course, it's the only way we
8: can make sure the engine be able to run for his life. He's innocent and he knows it. Might be willing to stand trial. Uh, wait a minute. Hey, you Ripkin, You in there. What you want? Listen. We're getting this door open. Sammy.
5: we? don't want you to get strung up. Hey, let me get this bar. Get in the lock. I'll pry it open. There.
8: Oh,
6: you.
8: Color. You know us, Injun. We're the men to put you here. Texas Ranger. Huh? That's who we are. We put you here for
5: trial, Injun, not to get lynched. Lynch
8: mob, come this way. You hear it, don't you? And me not,
10: steal Horse.
5: You might be able to prove that in a court, but you can't convince a lynch mob of it. What you do no. now? Stand back, Redskin. I'll fix that lock. Hand me that cobalt, Dave. Here. <laughs> We got a horse, we'd put you right over yonder. Get aboard it and travel fast. You let me go away? We don't let no man face a lynch mob. Me not go. What are you talking about, you crazy galoot? Don't you hear the men coming here to string you up? Let uh, me hear them. Then get moving. You're free now, run. Not so fast. What the same here, you You covered. Me got him gunned, too. What the? Get into that jail. Uh, you, both of you. Me. Oh, me. The mob's at the other door right now. You can't
8: do this. We're trapped You <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: Oh, you <laughs> can't And the ancient Now oh. you got it. Grab the red one. Oh, all right, wait for It's all The solicitor. two rangers. What are you doing in there? Give them two behind us. A masked man. That's the engine with him. They busted the other door. Stand back. Get back here, all of you. If there's a man among you, just draw a gun now. Let him try it. I'll show you. I'll shoot the gun from anybody else who tries that. I have. Where's your horse thief, boys? Get him! Wait, I'll show you the real horse thief. I don't have it. I'd Be like quiet! There are horse thieves here, and you'll have them in just a moment. Sheriff, these two men are no more Texas Rangers than you are. What's that? that? they are two of the thieves who've been working around here. Oh, he lied! Cory does. Those are the men who have been taking the horses from the Cummings ranch and selling them. Where's Cal Cummings? There he is, trying to get away. Come back here, Cummings! through here!
7: Come on,
5: Cal. We'll see if the man with them guns is telling the true facts.
3: Maybe these are the critters that's been taking horses from your spread after all. Not
5: Cal Cummings' horses. They take the horses which Cummings and Steve and other C.T. Waddies have been stealing from all of you. Those animals go first to Cummings' place. Uh, That
3: ain't true. Wait a
5: minute. Cummings, you persuaded the sheriff to send for Texas Rangers, didn't you?
3: Well, I... you got to admit that much, Cal. Yes, I
5: did. And they come here and found you and that Redskin. No Texas Rangers came here. Because you paid the man who was supposed to take the sheriff's letter to stay away from here and not deliver the letter. That is so. You can't prove no such car. You did that so you could bring in those two friends of yours and have them pose as rangers to frame someone in town for horse stealing. Then you intended to start a lynch mob. Steve did that. Was well, Steve the start of the talk all right enough? Then you the two fake Texas rangers or let the prisoner escape. You planned to have him suspected of stealing a lot more horses. Boys, this all just talk? You can't let a masked man and red skin hold a lot of you at bay with six guns? Rush him! Rush him yourself if you have a mind, sir. Keep talking,
3: stranger. You got any proof of what you say?
5: I have the letter you wrote, Sheriff. To the Texas Rangers? Here it is. It was never delivered. You can find Zeke Skinner if you want to. He'll tell you how much Cal Cummings paid him and how he lost it in the gambling place on the outskirts of Abilene. There ain't a word of truth in what he says. By thunder, he talks a straight story. Is the letter genuine, Sheriff? This is a letter I wrote, all right, and... Uh... Why not you men rush these to? This yes, Don't let, let them talk you out of doing justice, boys. They're talking us into doing justice. You want more proof?
8: You got more proof, stranger?
5: Go to Cummings' place right now. You'll find the horses that were taken away from here tonight. Horses stolen from you. You'll also find letters from the men who bought the stolen horses, telling Cummings to get more of the same kind.
3: Uh, my thunder. all, you gotta do is look at Cummings' face to know the masked man tells the truth. Boys, wait,
5: listen! Don't drop me!
3: I gotta write to a trial. You'll get a trial, all right, and so all these crooked parts of yours. That morn you wanted to give the redskin.
5: Boys, I am up.
3: You two deputies, stand guard till we get the jail doors fixed.
5: Come on, brother. Let's get out of here. Well get back a lot of solar property and Dale Longridge came in back of- oh, yes, yeah. minutes, yeah. together again silver old boy. Come, Tutto. we're riding. Hey, kill
9: You have just heard another of the famous Lone Ranger stories featuring the jewel players. These exciting western dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit and are sent to you each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.30 p.m. This is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger, Incorporated.
1: Thank you for listening. I hope you'll be with me next week when I'll offer up more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air,